0: Hello and welcome to NL Interviews. Today we have with us Professor Roop Rekha Varma, the former Acting Vice-Chancellor of Lucknow University. Besides being a professor of philosophy, she is also a social activist and has spent decades fighting gender, religious and caste inequalities. Earlier this week, she agreed to stand as surety for Kerala journalist Siddiqui Kappan, who was granted bail by the Supreme Court on September 9th in the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act case. Kapan was arrested two years ago when he was en route hathras to report on the rape case of a minor Dalit girl. It was a struggle for his lawyers to find residents of Uttar Pradesh who could stand as his surety. Professor Roop Rekha Verma speaks to News Laundry today about what made her take this step, the changing consequences of dissent and her life journey. Welcome to News Laundry, Professor. Could you tell us, Professor, what prompted you to stand for surety for Kapan?
1: Actually, when I came to know that uh, they have difficulty finding a surety, then uh, I thought that uh, the whole story of Kapan, which I had been reading in, Uh, media uh, had aroused a sort of uh, suspicion in my mind that like many other activists and journalists maybe the allegations leveled against him regarding money laundering or terrorist uh, uh, connections may not be exactly true because he was arrested at the time of doing his journalistic duty. So that aroused a sort of uh, uh, you know a doubt in my mind, whether he really deserved all those allegations and the resultant harassment. And then I thought in my mind that if I stand as surety, then at most he will get bail and he'll be out of jail at least in one case provided, the, in the other case also, he gets bail. There is another case going on in UK uh, launched by ED, Enforcement Directorate. So uh, my argument was that number one, my taking bail does not guarantee his freedom from jail because he has to try his luck in the other case, ED filed case also. And even if he gets bail in both the cases, then he will have to fight out all the cases because bail means only that he will be out of jail, but the, the cases will go on. And he will have to struggle a lot all the way from Kerala coming to UP to fight his case. So in a way, I am not disturbing the whole design. I am giving him only a small privilege i mean privilege is a big word i think it, a small help to come out and uh, then then law will take its own course so i was convinced that i am not disturbing the whole thing only a small help is was being given and then today's dark times the times which have lot of uh, you know restrictions on on opening up mouth on freedom of citizens, this much help is what every citizen has a claim of. And if a person like me who has been talking about human rights and all the life, uh, you know, working for it, it would be a shame if I don't stand. I would not have been able to face myself if I did not extend this very small help to him.
0: Why do you think people were hesitating to stand for him?
1: Well, uh, you know, uh, if you look at the history and the contemporary uh, scenario also, in all the ages, in all the countries, in all the societies, those who think of humanity, those who open mouth uh, have always been very few. Had it not been the case, Socrates would not have been given poison for speaking out truth. Bruno would not have been burnt down on the street for going against the biblical theory about earth and the sun. We know that history. So always there have been a very few people because others have many more things to look after, their children, their family, their career, and they think that some other people who are active on this front will speak out. Number two, the present scenario is much more difficult for a willing person to speak out. For last eight years or so, we have seen what has been happening to those who try to stand for human rights, who try to tell the government that this is what they have done is not really right. If they speak for, the Dalits, the poor, the tribals, they have been put into jail. So there is an atmosphere of fear. I understand that. And uh, how did you first
0: hear about his case? And did you approach the lawyers then or did they reach out to you?
1: Uh, well, uh, yes, uh, that's uh, I mean, good question because people have been, the media has been telling in my context that there was no one willing and she stood out so that is a bit you know extra credit to me but uh, the fact is that it was never made public that they are searching for two sureties i never knew that they needed otherwise i would have uh, offered my services much earlier for 10 days they were in search a keralite friend of mine gave me this message that they want two sureties and wondered whether i could arrange two persons from Lucknow. So I told her that I'm ready, one for myself and the other I'll try to find out. Then she sent me the lawyer's phone number. I talked to him, offered my services and then he told me that the second one also has been found.
0: Okay. And what has the response around you been like? Have you received any sort of criticism or any sort of trolling in this context?
1: yeah it, it has been a mixed bag i see that a large number has appreciated but a few have called me traitor against uh, hindus and they have given a list of the so called traitors in history and put me in that line i'm quite happy with that because i would again be uh, i would again like to be that type of traitor I, I don't believe in being uh, any religious uh, organization's uh, de- devotee. I don't want to tag my loyalty to any uh, narrow-minded group, whether based on religion or based on caste or creed or religion or dress or, or language. So I love my country. I care more for my country than for Namibia or or USA or England. I care for my country much more. I love my country much more.
0: Who are these people who have been calling you a traitor? Are they people from a particular political group?
1: I have got in my WhatsApp you know, message thing, which I have saved, saved for enjoying it later on also. <laughs> so uh, that, that tweet, original tweet uh, 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 by Binu Karunakaran. It has some appreciative uh, retweets, remarks, and there are some bad ones. Likewise, uh, a journalist of Times of India, based in Lucknow, had made a story about me, and then he had tweeted the same thing also. And he sent me that piece, and I scrolled and saw the comments there. It is quite a good number of negative comments, But I'm quite happy with that. But that that is a certificate for me. I I treat it as a certificate for me that in dark times, these are the people whom I hurt. And I'm proud to hurt them.
0: Could you tell us a little about your early years where you were born, where you grew up, and what brought you to Lucknow?
1: Uh, My father was uh, was a medical doctor in government service before independence and then after independence. So he was uh, quite frequently in transfers. So uh, I, I am told that I was born in the Etawa city of UP. I am a UPN, but I have never seen Etawa. My early education was in Manpuri. In 1959, I came to Lucknow for higher education. Got education, got a job here immediately after MA in Lucknow University. I got job immediately after MA, and so I'm I'm more of a native of of Lucknow now. But my childhood memories, which are the very strong ones, are from Benwi. Okay.
0: And uh, how did you get into teaching, and why philosophy in particular?
1: Oh, that has a story. In fact, uh, in uh, till high school, I had I was in science. The line science uh, what, what do they say stream science stream and uh, the government girls college which uh, where i was getting uh, my education there weren't very many colleges in manfield there was another private one i was in this government one in in the intermediate section of that school they did not have science teaching so and i was just 14 at that time when i passed my high school. And that was the time, backward backward time, girls were were not sent out for education. Even if they became adults, they were not sent out. So I had to, uh, you know, change my line. And I was very angry about that. So I had to change uh, the stream from science to arts. And then uh, when I came uh, for BA here in Lucknow, then I didn't have much idea about the benefits and negatives of different subjects. I had very starry idea, very unrealistic, starry idea, romantic idea of uh, philosophy. I thought that philosophy is some very much higher, you know, respectable subject. So it was out of immature romanticism that I chose philosophy. <laughs> And uh, in family, no one objected to that. Then I started liking it. I don't regret having, you know, chosen that subject.
0: And you've spent a great part of your life uh, fighting social inequalities. How did you get into that path? Since
1: childhood, I had seen a lot of poverty around. We were an ordinary middle-class family, but never had any difficulty in good food and ordinary clothes. And that was the time when the living style was very modest. There were no other needs, excepting clothes and food and education. That's all. But around us, I had seen very bad kind of poverty and uh, and inequalities and also uh, violence. Violence uh, uh, in in some uh, families, children being beaten, women being beaten, and and a lot, many unequal things which uh, led to violence. So that was there in my childhood memories. As I grew, they came back. I reflected on that. I had, uh, I was constantly reading books and my fortune was that most of the books which I chose to read turned out to be very good. They opened my consciousness. My they matured my ideas, and then I, as the I started, uh, you know, understanding more the dynamics of social inequalities. I got into that on ground also. So I did, uh, completed my, all my duties of university, and before and after that, I used to you know do small scale work. And then it went on increasing with time.
0: Okay. Um, A couple of months ago, there was a video that was circulated on the internet widely, which had you uh, distributing pamphlets in Lucknow on a street at a Signal. Could you tell us about that, what was in the pamphlets and what made you do this?
1: Number one, immediately I should clarify that I do feel... That uh, uh, i I do feel even in couple's case that a very small help is being treated as a big one. I don't know, I mean uh, this shows perhaps the times are so bad that a very modest help is being uh, uh, loaded so in a big way. Uh, it, it reflects on bad times. but uh, the, about this pamphlet uh, in the distribution, I must hastily clarify. That I got much undue credit for that. Uh, the event was collectively organized by some citizens of Lucknow. That was to celebrate the 1857 revolution against British army, in which the Lucknowites defeated British army for the first time in India. We wanted to celebrate that on that day salute it, and then bring out an appeal, distribute an appeal to tell the public that whenever we have fought and stood unitedly, we have won and the country has benefited. Because this uh, this uh, fight against British Army in Lucknow, it was led by uh, Ahmad Ali Shah, who used to write against British uh, regime with the pseudo names uh, one of them the names were dankasha and british army was trying to arrest him but he was not i mean he would give them a slip always so this uh, brave man led that struggle and his next man was a hindu ghamundi shah yes or a singh so and then the public which joined them against british army that public had almost equal number of Muslims, Hindus, and some other religions. So that is a fine example of how when the public stands up unitedly, irrespective of religion, caste, and gender, then we progress.
0: Um, I believe uh, you have also in the past distributed pamphlets appealing for religious harmony.
1: My my life is spent in that. (laughs) But you see technology, I mean, since uh, ni- late 1980s I have done this job, but it never made a news. I have taken bail earlier also, never made a, <laughs> made, made a news. But now I think the technology has made it possible to, number one, notice even small acts, and number two, spread it fast. So, spreading, it, I mean, if you have forwarded something to me, I will forward it to 100 with one click. And then again, it will go on multiplying. So, the technology has made it possible. As far as it helps uh, spreading hate, I'm very sorry for it. But as far as it uh, spreads uh, good messages, I'm very happy with it. And
0: um, this way of, uh, through pamphlets, appealing to people for religious harmony, do you think it makes a difference?
1: I I believe that if uh, we also have time to talk to people besides handing out the pamphlet, that would be more effective. Because I I told my group also that we have distributed, there was absolutely, the the people were passers-by. They didn't have time to stop and discuss with me. Some just majority just pocketed it. They must have read it after reaching home. I don't know their reaction. Only three or four, in my case, only three or four stopped to ask me what it is. I briefed it and then they had some discussion. Some were, uh, one was negative, the other four or five were positive. And I
0: think in the past you have also been detained during protests. There has been a matter of house arrest also. Could you tell us about those incidents briefly? Uh,
1: you know, we, we have been detained several times in the last few years and it was the uh, comparatively more alarming uh, uh, phenomenon in our experience because earlier in the present regime only this has happened. Otherwise, we at most we were surrounded we were allowed to make a speech, and then come out. The, the police surrounded us to see if any negative thing doesn't happen, some uh, violence doesn't take place. But for the first time since the new regime uh, has come, for the last nine, uh, eight, uh, no, uh, last six, uh, seven years, yeah. uh, we are not allowed to speak out. We are not allowed to distribute uh, pamphlets. At that uh, place where I distributed and the video went viral, there was no police thana nearby, so we could. And then it was in the name of a 19- 1857, uh, you know, uh, the Kranti revolution. So even uh, police would not have had any objection to that. Right. But if we go with a problematic, you know, gender equality, someone has been raped. Someone has been abducted. Somebody's house has been bulldozed. Somebody's, uh, you know, uh, has been arrested just to, because he spoke out about the problem. Then also uh, about stel Swami's death, we we sat and uh, and Bilkees Banos, uh, you know, uh, those uh, what say the, the culprits. They were proven cul- culprits in the court. And when uh, those culprits uh, uh, were released, we had a dharna, but uh, at an exclusive place, not, not in the eyes of the public, because that is not allowed in our this present government's time. If we try to do that, where public is there, then we are detained. Always, each time we have been detained, and a few times I have been house arrested also, so that I'm not able to go out. For the first time in this regime, I have faced pulling and pushing by male police when we tried to protest. It never happened with me. I'm uh, uh, nearing 80, I'm 79 plus. I have been active since my late 20s, age of late 20s. And this sort of male police pushing and, and using bad words. You created everything, you are a trouble creator. Like this on my face, they, they, they told me several times that you are creating all the tr- trouble in the city. This is what an ordinary sub-inspector had the cheeks to tell me in front of many. This has happened with me several times. I have been insulted by them many times, but this is my first experience in this regime. Before that, Yes, we were sometimes controlled, we were sometimes denied permission, yet we took out, they didn't do anything. Even despite their refusal to take out position, we did take out and government remained silent.
0: The consequences for dissent are changing, correct?
1: Yeah, dissent is not tolerated. same, It is a crime and if you commit it in a very serious way, maybe still I'm not counted as a serious challenger and I'm happy with that because no one wants to go at this age. I mean, going to jail, if they do, I'll go. Otherwise, I'm not very keen to go to jail. (laughs) But, but, uh, but, you know, my eye bones problem, I can't can't, you know use toilet in the the ordinary toilet or all that. So one would like to avoid. But uh, I have seen now how many people of our country, the best people of our country, who were speaking for poor people, who were speaking for tribals, who were speaking for gender equality, they were put in jail. Now they are six, seven years they are in jail and they they are in jail without trial. Not only that they have been put into jail just for opening out for human rights, they are not being given an, uh, an opportunity to clarify.
0: Right. Uh, in the case of Siddiqui Kapan, do you think if this was in another state, it would not have been such a struggle for him to find surety?
1: I don't know, but maybe Rajasthan, or, or uh, maybe now I can think of Bihar, <laughs> or Chhattisgarh. I, mean, I mean, this matters which, which government. I can think of Kerala, I can think of Rajasthan, etc. But uh, the fear is so widespread that I can't be sure of any state now. I am uh, uh, closely watching the proceedings of, uh, in different cases, proceedings of Bengal High Court. Bengal High Court is continuously giving anti-Mamata judgments. So it may depend on the political biases, I'm sorry to say this, which is a crime maybe, but I'm finding this sort of limitations of judges also now. I, I don't know what.
0: And uh, over the past two years, were you also following Siddhi Kapan's case, uh, the updates?
1: Continuously. I mean, I, I, I have never, even now I have not met, I have not seen ever that guy I have never met. I have never seen, actually. I have seen only his photographs in media. I don't know him at all, but uh, but since I was reading about him, as I was reading about Nolakha, Sudha Bharatwaj, Varnal, Vons Elvish, Rao. So, so in the same way, I read about it. Right.
0: And what did you uh, put up as your surety for Kapan? Uh,
1: my car, they wanted one lakh worth uh, surety. But uh, but I thought the car uh, was the easiest for me to to produce uh, pap- papers to produce it. Uh, the purchasing uh, time, the purchasing worth is five lakhs eighty thousand. Okay. And with uh, it is four years, about four years old. Some depreciation. Maybe it is now. Uh, 5 lakhs worth.
0: And also wanted to ask you in context of protests, uh, how did you deal with student protests at your time at the university?
1: But the first thing will be, even if it is a 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock at night, I would immediately go there, talk to them. Many times I didn't succeed, admit, but I would always go. And it did have some effect. If any, any student... As foreign sick, I would personally go to the hospital to see that being, he or she is being treated well. And uh, uh, also if I am in a seminar or something, because I was doing dual duties at that, I was only acting myself. Vice- right. A caretaker vice chancellor. So I was, I had to do my teacher's duties also in my department. And so there were seminars, workshops related to that. So if I get a phone call from my PA that certain delegation of the students has come to meet you, if some other VIP has come, I would ask him to come later on. But if students had come, I would immediately leave the seminar and come. And even my staunch uh, opposite uh, groups of students told me that we harassed you very much, but then you always came and we wonder how you could manage that. So I, I treat it as a treasure for myself that if those people who kept on bothering me and they belonged to a party which didn't like me, but even they gave me this sort of certificate that you cared for us.
0: Are you afraid at all of the possible consequences uh, of the move you've made by standing ashore? short I
1: concerned, some, uh, certainly is concerned because uh, if they come and uh, and search my house. I am a, a I am, I mean, a very tidy uh, person. Uh, I keep my, um, you know, table, my home, my almirah in a very tidy. That that and this tidiness has uh, touched uh, the boundaries of uh, mania. I mean, a, a sort of disease. <laughs> <laughs> so what I am afraid of is that if they come to my house and search my almirahs and this, I'm sure they will not find anything wrong, but then they will disturb everything. They will, with their dirty hands, they will touch everything. I'm a lot of... (laughs) It is very funny, I know, but I see bad dreams about this. And second, if I am arrested, then uh, what will I do when I need a toilet? (laughs) These two worries. I'm not afraid of being arrested, I'm not being afraid of any charges I'll face as many other people are facing, but uh, then uh, it is a catastrophe, no one wants it, frankly speaking, no one wants it. And third is that my extended family members, my niece, nephew, etc., some of them don't agree with me ideologically, I know, but then some... Uh, uh, A few agree, and a few don't agree or disagree, they are just concerned about me. They keep on, you know, burdening with me, uh, burdening me with those cautions that uh, every day, every second day, they will ring up and ask me not to indulge in such things and be cautious and all that. That is a sort of, I mean, daily, uh, it's a bit, bit troublesome. In context of this
0: entire conversation we've had, uh, where times are changing, what gives you hope and how do you still continue the fight despite all the obstacles?
1: I mean, to to whisper in your ears, confidentially, I'm hopeless. I don't have any hopes. Because things I have gone so bad. Every democratic public institution has been perverted. Fear is so much that even those who used to be brave, they don't want to speak on these issues anymore. So now we are very few, so therefore there is no hope. But the problem is that you have, you have not ceased to live. This is a dilemma for anyone who feels for the country. and. As long as you are living and your body and mind are working minimally, you have to face yourself. Reply to uh, you are answerable to yourself. And I am not, you know, uh, I, I I don't I don't want to uh, sound too idealistic, but I really honestly I am saying that I won't be able to face my uh, that would be end of my life once I am ashamed before my own eyes. or oh, that keeps me going and indulging in protest. Otherwise, I think I should have been quiet. It is just I have to face myself.
0: Thank you so much.
1: The subscription model is something that keeps news laundry afloat. But we need hundreds of thousands of people to completely transform the news ecosystem. So you pay for news, so it serves you. So click on the link with this video subscribe to news laundry and pay to keep news free or garv se kaho mere kharch par azad hai khabrein